Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Pirelli tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Welcome in, podcast listeners. Encourage you to go sign up for the Outkick VIP. All you have to do is go to outkick.com slash VIP, and you will be well on your way to hopefully being able to experience the best of Outkick. Join all of our crew. Also, go give us five stars and uh, go subscribe to the podcast. Get your friends to do the same as well, wins and losses, as well as Outkick the show. Three different podcasts, big podcast network coming soon. Today's show, Loaded. Uh, we will start with Frank Isola in the first hour, Shannon Spake in the second hour, and Joe Kinsey from OutKick in the third. It's the OutKick podcast, and it begins now. OutKick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for OutKick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com. Or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. I don't know what time Tom Brady's going to wake up today, but I bet he's going to have a little bit of a hangover. If you watched any of the celebration of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it was fantastic. We're going to talk a little bit about how the Bucs have suddenly become one of America's favorite teams. Tom Brady a little bit too much to drink. He's tossing the Lombardi Trophy from one boat to another. Chris Godwin's losing his phone in the river. They are celebrating down in Tampa. Just an incredible uh, afternoon yesterday. But Brady was great. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about that. Also, the NBA cannot escape controversy. The NBA National Anthem controversy. Mark Cuban decides to stop playing the national anthem, and as a result, 
all hell breaks loose for the NBA and the NBA has to come back and say, hey, wait a minute, we're actually going to continue to play the national anthem for every team. We'll unpack that a little bit. I'll share your opinions on that. You can go vote, by the way. I put up a poll question, should the national anthem be played before sporting events? I was curious what your answers would be. Uh, and I would encourage you to go vote in that poll. Tens of thousands of you have already voted, uh, and it is rolling in the reaction. Uh, you can go check it out, uh, and we may get 100,000 votes in this thing before all is said and done. Again, at Clay Travis, you can find me on Twitter. Do you believe the national anthem should be played uh, at sporting events? And if you're not familiar with how this story began, let me kind of walk your walk you through it. We'll be talking about that a little bit as well, again, as Tampa Bay Buccaneers throughout this show. But let me kind of start here. Um, what happened in Dallas was there haven't been very many fans, if any, present in most NBA arenas. And so last year they finished in the bubble. There were no fans present at all. This year, Mark Cuban decided because of the controversy that had surrounded the national anthem, that he was just not going to play it at all. And he claims that people really didn't notice they were playing the national anthem. They weren't playing the national anthem until recently. This story blew up in a big way on Wednesday, and the NBA quickly came back and said to Mark Cuban, oh, no, you don't. We're all playing the NBA is the national anthem before our games. And so what is interesting about this is this is all fallout, I believe, from Colin Kaepernick's protest. And what disappoints me in many ways is the world of sports has become intensely political. And it used to be, and I still think America is healthier when this is the case, it was for most of my youth... And I bet for most of you out there too, sports was where people went to escape the serious things in life. Now, I was a kid in the 1980s, but I don't remember any athlete ever sharing any political opinion at all. I just don't. Conservative, liberal, uh, crazy, whatever it was, I just don't remember them at all. And then in the 1990s, I don't remember any athlete sharing any real political opinion at all, and into the 2000s, I don't remember any athletes hardly sharing political opinions at all. I think what happened is social media began to exist and social media algorithms favor politics over non-politics. And so I think athletes started to recognize that when they made statements, even if they weren't very smart, even if they weren't backed up by data that were directly political in nature, They got reactions on social media and they started to convince themselves that everybody wants to know what athletes think about politics. And I think that got put on steroids when Colin Kaepernick decided to start protesting the national anthem, which everybody associates with Donald Trump, but actually Colin Kaepernick began his national anthem protest while Barack Obama was president of the United States. And that led all the way up through the fall and into the next year, and it was a huge mess for the NFL. Um, And then this got taken into the 48th degree during COVID when NBA players all refused to stand for the national anthem, by and large, uh, when they had social justice warrior slogans on their jersey, when they had slogans written on the basketball court. It was 
an unmitigated disaster for the NBA. And I think what Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, hoped was that a lot of people would just forget about the bubble season and they could come back and they could play this year and they could go back to just playing basketball. So I can only imagine his reaction when he found out that Mark Cuban had talked to the New York Times and everybody else and he had said, hey, we've just decided to stop playing the national anthem. Now, there is certainly an argument for not playing the national anthem. You can argue that it doesn't make sense to do it before a sporting event because sporting events are basically entertainment. And you can argue that the flyovers before football games and the, uh, the flag being out on the field and all of those aspects don't make any sense. You can certainly argue it. I don't think there's a strong legitimacy to it, by and large, but I think you can argue it, okay? Here's the challenge in a larger context there. When Mark Cuban takes away the national anthem, it is going to inflame the passions far more because the national anthem has been politicized by Colin Kaepernick. And I personally like the national anthem not being associated with Democrats or Republicans or anybody else, but it's a moment before we play a football game or a basketball game or a baseball game or whatever it is where we all take a moment to think about how fortunate we are to be Americans and how lucky we are to be able to enjoy athletics. Something that is relatively inconsequential, we are able to do that because of the service of so many people over so many years to make America what I believe is the best country that's ever existed in the history of the world. And I say that as somebody who is a long-time uh, in, in my free time, historian, right? I was a history major in college. I've studied world history. I'm a history buff. My wife makes fun of me for being a history nerd. I love everything about history, learning about the people before us, all of that. America is imperfect because it is founded by humans, and humans are all imperfect, but there has never been a country in the history of the world that has provided more freedom, for more people, and sent a message about the benefits of a capitalistic democracy anywhere in the world than what we've managed to do in the United States, okay? So, I think Mark Cuban's decision to decide not to play the anthem is cowardly because he's trying to run from the controversy that Colin Kaepernick and NBA athletes have created where it's now braver to take a knee than it is to actually stand for the anthem. Get your votes in on the poll. We will update you at the top of the second hour with the absolute latest there. And I'm going to continue to unpack the argument about whether or not the anthem should be played. I think it should. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool, 
tool to finish the job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about their loaner tool program. Simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool, then get your deposit back when it's returned. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and who doesn't want better sex? But if you have ED, you may be struggling and dragging your feet on solving the problem. Don't put off having a better sex life any longer. Check out Him Sex Shoes and bring a new level of excitement and confidence to your sex life. The process is simple and 100% online, no uncomfortable doctor's visits. No insurance is needed. Pay one low price for your treatments, online visits, ongoing shipments, and provider messaging. Hims has hundreds of thousands of trusted subscribers, so if ED is getting you down it's time to change that start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash two pros that's h-i-m-s.com slash two pros for your personalized ed treatment options hymns.com slash two pros prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply see website for details and important safety information subscription required price varies based on product and subscription plan sex are compounded products and have not been approved by the FDA. The FDA does not verify the safety or effectiveness of compounded drugs. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot, from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their toyo test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be we are joined now by Frank Isola. He is at the Frank Isola on Twitter. You can see him on ESPN. You can listen to him Sirius XM. Frank, just when we think that maybe the NBA is starting to put behind all of the off-court controversy, 
just throw it into the rear view, maybe just a little bit. Mark Cuban decides not to play the national anthem. Then the NBA claps back and says, no, you will play the national anthem. How much of a mess is this for the NBA? I can only imagine what must have gone on at the league office in Manhattan when this story first broke. Obviously, they weren't. They had been playing, it, I guess, the first 13 games at home. No one was really picking up on it. They don't have fans in the arena. And this obviously became a big issue on Wednesday. And I can only imagine that you know, you must have other owners were calling up, and I think the amount of blowback that the league was getting, and, you know, it's going to open up this whole now debate about the anthem, whether or not it should be played again. Does the NBA really want to be the first league to go down this road after what had happened over the past couple of months with their relationship with China? So well, Mark Cuban coming out and saying what he said, and then the league finding out about this and it becoming a big story, I think the last thing Adam Silver needed right now was a political controversy, especially since there's been a lot of blowback that the league has been getting on the All-Star game, and it's coming from the players, yeah. no less. But I think he's already dealing with that. I think the last thing he wanted to deal with was this whole thing with the anthem. So how do you solve it? Because here's what I started off the show talking about. I said, look, it used to be there were certain American cultural institutions that even if you were of a different persuasion politically or a different race, religion, whatever it was, you showed respect for larger institutions, right? And to me, the national anthem, whether you agree or disagree with playing it, was one of those moments, right? It was pretty much everybody in a stadium, everybody in an arena would stand. And the way that I think about it all the time is we're going to spend a minute and a half or two minutes or whatever the heck it is to reflect upon the fact that we are living in a country that is so free that we can come and spend our entertainment time watching professional athletics or college athletics and you can certainly argue that that is a uh, that that is a political statement in some way but I don't think it really is connected to any particular party or any particular ideology you can disagree with it think it's a little bit silly maybe a little bit hokey but up until Colin Kaepernick there wasn't really very much controversy surrounding the national anthem at all regardless of what your politics were When Kaepernick made his decision, the national anthem got disrupted, just like so many other large institutions have been disrupted in American life over the past several years. And I think what Mark Cuban was trying to do was just avoid the discussion completely by eliminating the national anthem from his sporting events. And it's easier to do when there's not very many fans in the stands, or I don't know, are there any at all in Dallas? I I don't even know. I haven't watched the Mavs uh, play a basketball game this year. And to be fair, like it's not because of any particular political statement by me. It's just when football season is going on, I don't pay attention very much to basketball. So I'm not that aware of it. What do you think in general about this situation? You know, it's interesting. If you go back to uh, the summer when the MLS uh, started up, they were down in Orlando in a bubble. They decided, but that because fans aren't going to be there, they decided not to play the anthem. And their thing was, when we go back to stadiums and we have fans, we'll play the anthem. And and that's what uh, they decided to do. You know, it, it's a complicated issue because I think with the whole Kaepernick situation, I think the message was getting lost on maybe what he was trying to draw attention to. And instead, I think a lot of people took it as you're being disrespectful to the flag, disrespectful to the anthem, and I understand the people, and I could certainly appreciate and respect their opinion 
who have issues with the lyrics. I think a lot of African-American people in this country have major issues with the lyrics. If you wanted to change the song to God Bless America, maybe that's something everyone would compromise on. But I would also, let, me, let me just, I, I was, sorry to cut you off there. Yeah. I, my thing on cancel culture in general is you can't make people happy because if you change the lyrics to God Bless America, people would decide God Bless America had some offensive lineage at some point in time. Like history is what it is. It's impossible to, you know, make everything that has existed historically uh, sanitized by the standards of people who are in 2021. Yeah. Well, I would also say this. What I found kind of interesting was that during the week of the Super Bowl, it became a really big story. And I think they probably did a story on it. Certainly things were written about it. I think they probably did a story on it on Super Bowl Sunday. Was It was 30 years ago when Whitney Houston sang the national anthem in Tampa, between, a game between the Giants and the Buffalo Bills. And that was at a time during the Gulf War and how you know, a lot of people think that was the greatest ever rendition of the national anthem. So that's how much of a fabric it's been a part of our sports. And I do you know, I don't have a problem with it being played. When it's played, I stand and I put my hand over my heart. You can do whatever you want. I, I'm not going to judge you. Don't, don't judge me on what I'm doing during the anthem. And I also think um, for a lot of people that will say, well, they don't do it in other countries. Since when do we now worry about what they do in other countries? You know, if you wanted to say we're going to eliminate it, we're only going to play for international sporting events or big games, we're going to play it before the Super Bowl in the NBA. I just think that on what happened over the past 48 hours at the NBA, I think that was the case of the league saying, maybe one day this will be the case in this country where the anthem isn't being played before the games. We are not going to be the first ones. We're not going to be the crash the uh, crash test dummy on this one. We're not going to do it. We'll let some other league be the first. We're not going to be that league. You know, also, I think it's the timing of when you decided to do it because when there's a controversy around the anthem, it seems intensely political to decide to pull the anthem, Right. Uh, as opposed to if this were 10 years ago, let's say, and it's randomly 2010 or whatever it is, and there's no great political controversy of the moment, and a league decided, hey, you know what, we're thinking about taking it away, I think it wouldn't have been as emotionally fraught. Does that make sense? Because since Kaepernick, it has turned into an emotional flashpoint in a way that for much of American history – I don't really think it was unless it was a moment of coming together. As you mentioned, Whitney Houston in times of war, post 9-11, I thought the anthem brought on additional moments of, uh, of, of patriotism, I would say, uh, in a general sense. And so, uh, and look, I, I'm one of the guys out there who would say we move in cyclical uh, directions. And what I mean by that is, remember, it wasn't that long ago that Bill Maher lost his job on ABC because he was yep. not being sufficiently uh, condemnatory of terrorists, right? I, I think he said, yep. uh, if I remember correctly, uh, basically, you can call terrorists a lot of things, and I'm paraphrasing, so I'm not... Don't call them cowards. Don't call them cowards, because they're willing to give yep. up their life for whatever they believe in, and in general, that's the exact opposite of cowardice, right? Whether yep. you agree or disagree with that perspective, it certainly is, to me, a perspective that someone could say and they shouldn't be canceled for it, right? Uh, And I'm against cancel culture in general. But we now have spun, it's 20 minutes, 20 years later, and we've now spun in the different direction where you're now being canceled if you're too patriotic, right? 
not patriotic know, enough, right? Bill Maher was not I patriotic know. enough. And now we're canceling people if you're too patriotic, right? Like, oh, you like America too much now. Uh, you're, you're not willing to embrace all of the ills that this country has propagated over time. And therefore, you should be canceled, right? That's where we're going. Cancel culture, yeah. it evolves. And it's kind of fascinating and disappointing to see. But it's never the province of any one particular region or people or party or anything else. It's, it's, it's basically, I hate to sound like Matthew McConaughey, but time's a flat circle from, uh, from <laughs> True Detective. Like, ultimately, everybody ends up making the same arguments. Yeah. And by the way, while I'm on this, this bit, when I was in college, uh, Frank, was during the Bill Clinton impeachment. I went and watched the Bill Bill Clinton impeachment trials. I remember reading, there was a great piece where every uh, Republican was arguing the exact opposite of the perspective that they had had when Richard Nixon was in office, right? (laughs) And every Democrat was arguing the exact opposite of the perspective they had had when Richard Nixon was in office, right? And what, what is so ridiculous about all of this is I think many people out there are just like, hey, believe what you believe but at least be consistent in some way. And there's so few people that are actually consistent. Yeah. And also, you, know, you mentioned uh, politics. Let's also not forget, you know, besides the fact that Mark Cuban is very provocative and he likes being the center of attention, there's always this feeling that he has political aspirations. The fact that he's doing it in a state like Texas, he knows that he's going to get a lot of attention. So I, I found that part of it fascinating. I think he always wants to somewhat be provocative and i think certainly he started this whole conversation again about this but it is interesting the fact that the story came out just a few days after the super bowl and we all know that the anthem at the super bowl is such a big deal that they have prop bets about the, at the super how bowl long it's gonna last. how long right. the anthem exactly yeah. exactly and look you can sit back and say all controversy is good. Certainly people have thought at times this show was controversial. I don't think it's really hurt us. I think that's why we've grown as we have. But this is not a discussion that I think is in any way helpful to the NBA. I don't know about you, but I just don't think there's that many people out there who believe that the solution to the NBA's issues uh, as it pertains to their sport is let's just eliminate. Because to me, all it does is reinforce, like, hey, you won't speak up to China, but you'll silence the national anthem. I mean, that's not a good optics for Adam well, Silver to have to defend. Yeah, and let's think about the timetable here. So on Wednesday morning, really, you know, last uh, Tuesday night into Wednesday morning is kind of when this story broke. And by the afternoon on Wednesday, the league had already come out with a statement saying, now that we're about to allow, allow fans into every NBA arena, you know, a small portion of fans, we will play the anthem. Every team will play it. And then you had Mark Cuban in the Dallas Mavericks came out and said, we will follow the NBA's lead. So you want to talk about a quick news cycle. It went from being they weren't going to play the anthem again into the NBA coming out. And like I said, on Wednesday, the phone calls that must have taken place between Adam Silver, other owners, the Board of Governors, Mark Cuban, it must have been pretty intense. Because I think to your point, I think the NBA feels like, you know, with everything that happened in the bubble and a lot of the talk was about their relationship with China, and now he's dealing with this whole thing with the All-Star game in Atlanta. LeBron James, the most powerful player in the league, has already put the kibosh on. He said he's going to be there, but he made it clear on no uncertain terms he thinks it's a bad idea. The NBA has come out and said maybe we should be jumping the line to get the vaccine. So the NBA has a lot of stuff going on right now, and I think Adam Silver's point to Mark Cuban probably was, you know what, maybe there's a day – for us to have this conversation, 
Let's not start this right now. I, I don't need this aggravation. Let, let me ask you this. Let's shift away from uh, from the anthem controversy for a minute back to the Super Bowl, which you just mentioned. So I think inevitably for the NBA, every single conversation in the NBA, sadly, ultimately devolves to LeBron versus Michael Jordan, right? It's like the black yeah. hole of NBA. It sucks. <laughs> Everything it's in. It's my radio show every morning. Yeah. Leave me alone. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it's funny. Like, I remember uh, several years ago, one of my friends, Cole Kublick, described LSU-Alabama with the height of their rivalry. It was like any conversation that you had about college football eventually turned into Alabama-LSU. You know, it was the black hole. It sucked it in. Um, and the same thing, I think, happens with LeBron and with, uh, with the debate over Jordan. Are yep. we in danger? So I talked about this earlier this week, and I'm curious if you thought about it at all. Are we in danger of turning Patrick Mahomes against Tom Brady into the NFL's own version of Jordan versus LeBron? And the reason why I bring it up is I think it's a really kind of fascinating question. The result of Jordan versus LeBron has been that many people can't enjoy LeBron James in real time because it's all about where does he rank in the history of the NBA. And I'm like, well, his career's not over. Like, can we not forestall debates about who the greatest are until their careers are over? Because leading up to that game between Brady and Mahomes, I was already starting to get an inkling of a conversation out there where the entirety of what we're going to talk about in Patrick Mahomes' career is the shadow of Tom Brady hanging over everything. Yeah, And it's like, man, as good as Patrick Mahomes is – we're not even hardly going to be able to enjoy it because it's going to turn into Brady's the GOAT. No, Mahomes is the GOAT. And that's all people talk about and scream about all day long while Mahomes' career is going on. Yeah, a, a couple of things. You know, watching what, how everything unfolded, I always wonder if Michael Jordan sits back and says, whatever the reasons were, I never should have walked away in the mid-90s. And even in 99, if I had come back, we would have won the East. We would have played San Antonio. I could have won seven, maybe eight championships. Now that he sees that Brady got to number seven. And the one thing about LeBron and Tom Brady, and what I really appreciate and like about both of them, is that at their advanced stage, they still love the competition. You know, they're not just out there collecting a check. They want to win, and they set themselves up in positions where they win. And even Tom Brady winning in Tampa had a bit of an NBA feel to it. It did, and I have always liked Tom Brady. It has a mercenary feel, kind of the way that he set himself up. But again, he got seven. And I do think you'll... I, I think a lot more of that conversation was taking place before the game. The fact that now Tom Brady, his teams have beaten Patrick Mahomes twice, obviously with New England a couple of years ago when they knocked him out of the AFC Championship game in Kansas City, which is big to remember, and now in the Super Bowl in a game where I did not think – I understand that Patrick Mahomes was running for his life and he made some crazy throws, but can, can people stop with how great of a game the guy had? In a league where everyone scores touchdowns, they scored nine points. I love the guy. I was shocked at how tough it was for him, and I give Todd Bowles and that defense, underrated defense for um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a lot of credit. But he did not have a good game. And remember, after what happened in Green Bay, the big thing with Tom Brady, because everybody doesn't like Tom Brady, so we can't appreciate the fact that he's 43 and winning his seventh Super Bowl. We always have to knock him. After they beat Green Bay, well, they they won in spite of him. He threw three interceptions. Well, hang on a second. One of them was a punt. All right, he threw, he did the same thing in the Super Bowl on one third down play. We just threw it downfield. He said, maybe we'll catch it, maybe they will, or it's incomplete. We punt the ball. And when he needed to drive his team in position for a field goal to make it a seven point game or an eight point game, that's what he did. When he needed to get first downs against Green Bay to end the game, 
that's exactly what he did. So what bothers me the most about what happened to Tom Brady, you're talking about all these comparisons. After he won the game, it became, is he the greatest of all time? And then everyone said, no, no, it's, it's Serena Williams. It's Simone Biles. It's, you know, LeBron James. The guy's 43. What we're watching is unprecedented. I'm just so surprised. And maybe people don't like Tom Brady for his politics. They hated the Patriots. They thought he cheated with the deflated balls. Whatever the reason is, I mean, come on, man. The guy has had an unbelievable career. And to still be this good at 43 and winning Super Bowls with an organization that was nowhere. They were never on the map. Yes, the one time they won a Super Bowl, they were. What have they been doing since then? Nothing. He put them not only back on the map, he got them having a championship parade on Wednesday. It is It is pretty extraordinary uh, to think about in general. Do you think we're in danger, or do you think football is such a different sport that we don't have to worry about going down the same rabbit hole, the same black hole of sports nothingness, I would say, where the argument ends up happening every day? I, I don't think it will. It only seems to be an NBA thing, and especially you know the NBA. The, you know the season starts. We always make a joke. Who's going to be the first one to say that so and so is having a good season, and so and so is in the MVP conversation? And it always happens in the first week of the season. Somebody, you know, he's having a great year. He'll be in the MVP conversation. And it started to happen a little bit in the NFL. If you remember, after like the first couple of weeks of the season, there was this big push with Russell Wilson. He's been a great player. He's never won the MVP. This is his year. How about we let the season play out a little bit before we start to anoint guys and yeah. the season? I got in a lot, a lot of trouble with people in Slovenia and people in Dallas because last week I said, you know, Luka Doncic, just because everyone decided before the season he should be an MVP candidate, He's not right now. His team stinks. I said, Dominique Wilkins is the human highlight film. Luca is the human complaint department. All he does is complain, but because we in the media anointed him an MVP candidate before the season, no matter what happens, we're still putting him in the so-called conversation. And I think football started to get like that a little bit at the beginning of the season. Uh, good stuff as always. Do you feel, by the way, I know you've covered basketball for a long time, but do you feel at all like, uh, in general, when football ends, it's a little bit bittersweet, or are you glad to be able to move on to other things? No, I, I really enjoy, especially the NFL playoffs. I love, especially this year with more teams being in it, I just love the whole Saturday and Sunday thing. Especially in, you know, I've been here in New York my whole life, so it's always, for the most part, pretty cold. There's nothing better than just staying in and watching those playoff games. Those, those couple of weekends are great. Then you get the championship Sunday. It's a lot of fun. And I've always liked the Super Bowl. To me, the Super Bowl, I think it's like the last holiday of the winter season. No offense to Valentine's Day. I hope my wife's not listening, but I, you know, forget Valentine's Day. I like, the, I like the Super Bowl. That's why I like the commercial with Cardi B, Wayne's World, and I like the one with Shaggy and Aston Kutcher and his wife because I wanted to laugh on the Super Bowl. I don't need to be reminded that we're in the middle of a pandemic and the world is miserable. I didn't I'm, need that for a Super Bowl commercial. I wanted, I wanted to laugh and have fun. Is there anything wrong with that? There is now. It used to be that everybody could laugh and have fun. Now everything is a modern morality play. Frank Isola, appreciate you as always. We'll talk to you hopefully next week. All right, Clay. Take care. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool to finish the job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about their loaner tool program. Simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool, then get your deposit back when it's returned. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot, from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their hand cooked test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be I got to be honest with you, I loved a couple of the uh, different videos that went viral. I can see three different videos that went viral. Uh, And I'm going to break them all down for you in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers boat parade to celebrate their championship. So first of all, the, uh, the Tom Brady tossing the Lombardi trophy 
is such a fantastically iconic video. Seven pound uh, weight, uh, by the way, of the uh, of the of the overall trophy. Dub, would it have been better if the trophy had not been caught and it had gone into the water there in Tampa Bay? Because I think it would have been even cooler if Brady's uh, completed pass of the Lombardi Trophy had been not able to be caught by the next boat. Oh, 100%. And the first question I would have is who would go in and jump in to go get it? <laughs> I don't... You think they had lifeguards on each boat? That's something I thought it's about. That's such, such a great question. Also, how deep is the water? I think they're in a canal, if I'm not mistaken, You know, because you can see both sides of the fans are lined up on both sides. And there's a little canal that runs right through downtown Tampa Bay. One of my buddies... Uh, used to live nearby there, so I've you know been on both sides of that canal before, and I think it's right where the Tampa Bay Lightning play. They have like a downtown uh, a, a arena right there, so I don't know how deep it is, but I would think that there's probably a uh, you know a diving team that could go in. I think it's deep enough that you would have to you know, uh, go in with uh, with a diving team, like a tank, in other words. Like, I don't think you could free dive and go find the Lombardi Trophy at the bottom of the canal. But I think they could probably find it. But I just, I think it would have been so great if the trophy had gone off the back of the boat and then gone right into the water just to see everybody's reaction. Yeah, then you'd have all the treasure hunters out there diving at night into the water looking for the Lombardi Trophy to keep for themselves. Yeah. That would have been fantastic. I mean, for the Buccaneers, I mean, Pirates plunder treasure. You know, we talked about this. The Washington Post was asking, should we have the name Buccaneer? Should it be even allowed? Uh, Which is funny and ridiculous in and of itself. So that video was one that went viral. Everybody saw it. If you didn't, we've got it up on OutKick. You can go check it out. Second video that I thought was pretty funny, uh, Scotty Miller, who is the wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who scored late. Uh, and said he was faster than Tyreek Hill, scored late into the first half against the Packers, was on the video with Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, and Godwin said that Scotty Miller dropped his phone into the water. That is an unforgivable sin in many ways. I don't know about you, but the fear, anytime I'm on a boat, there is just in my head, a fear of my phone going into the water. Do you have that same fear, Dub? Like when you're on a boat, can be in the ocean, even like if you're at a pool, I know that phones or iPhones are supposed to be waterproof now, but I definitely think I, I don't want to forget that I've got my phone in my pocket and jump right in and just ruin my phone because this is just a fear that I think is looming out there for so many different people. When they go to the beach or they go out on a boat, you're at the lake, you're in a swimming pool, phone in the water, tough thing. Phone in the water where you know you're never going to see it again, even tougher, right? Now, hopefully you got everything backed up on the iCloud, and all you have to do, I don't even know, I think you can just show up at, you know, get a new phone, and everything would be findable, right? Isn't that the way it would work now? To my understanding, but I'd rather almost lose it in the ocean, because you can just get over it right then and there, like, okay... That's gone. If it's in the pool, like you have to go get it, then you have to worry about can I? Is this thing is it saveable? Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe the ocean's the better way to go. But do you think about that also when you're on a boat? Like always, I'm always thinking. Like I don't. I I think the same thing. By the way, if I'm walking like on a city street, I'm like, man, I don't want to trip and drop my phone and have it go into one of those uh, sewer grates. 
does anybody else think about this? Like, these are my fears. Like, when I'm walking with a phone, I'm always like, man, I hope I don't, you know, because you drop your phone every now and then, and the, you don't want your screen to crack or whatever else. But the worst thing you could do if you drop your phone is have it slide, like, right into a sewer grate. I bet there's people listening to us right now. Or if you're going to the bathroom, and, like, the, the worst place, I would say, probably bathroom-wise, when I'm at, for instance, an SEC football game, and if I'm tailgating, and you're in a porta potty I'm like, oh God, can you imagine if you dropped your phone into the porta potty? That, that would ever, be am next I the level. Old, do you never think about any of this? No, I do, because it's funny you mentioned that. I've broken a couple of phones in my uh in my time, and one of the times I broke one of my phones, it was maybe the most unlucky event possible. I was wearing like basketball shorts. So you know basketball shorts. You got the kind of pockets that are loose and but things, they can pop, they can pop like slide your out thigh of them all can the hit or whatever. Yeah. So I'm I'm hopping into my mom's car in the passenger seat, and as I'm shutting the door, my phone slips out of my pocket and I just slam the door into On my the phone, phone. And it yeah, just basically tough. splits in half. Oh wow. But yeah. as far as Chris Godwin is concerned, I mean, Scotty Miller obviously owes him a new phone, but I don't think that's on the on the top of his priority list right now. He doesn't really care. Yeah, I mean, I would care in the context of, like, you want to get pictures taken, everything else, although I'm sure people can text him. Eventually, he'll have the phone back and people can text it. But I would say, in general, that's kind of a, uh, that, that's kind of a tough spot to be in. So that's the second video. Third video, Tom Brady wasted. Uh, now he may say I wasn't that drunk, but Brady, if you saw the video of him walking, this is vintage dad of three gets to go out with his buddies like once or twice a year and it's day drinking and he's just done, right? Like I can definitely feel that because when you're, you know, there's one thing like dub, you're what? 27. You can go out drinking, like you can probably handle an awful lot of alcohol because you've been training for years and years of going out and being, you know, like socially active where you're drinking a ton. Day drinking for a dad of three with his buddies, no way that Brady is drinking more than, you know, whatever it is, five or six beers probably ever regularly. And then he's in the warm weather down in Tampa, sweating, sun's out. This is vintage you're going to get super wasted. It's like uh, if you're ever going to like a Vegas bachelor party and there is a day pool component to it, like I've been to a bunch of bachelor parties there, the day, like people are always like, we're going to go to the pool in the day and then after that, we're going to come back, we're going to go to dinner and then we're going to go out to a club again at the night. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like I remember specifically being out all day at the pool you're drinking heavily. It's 150 degrees or whatever it is in Vegas. And when they shut it down, usually they shut it down, you know, 6 o'clock, whatever time it is, 6.30. And you're walking back to the hotel. And I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go straight to bed. And I'm going to sleep for like 14 hours. And I'm going to fall asleep instantaneously when my head hits the pillow. And I'm never going to have felt better than when I wake up. That's like dad of three ideal universe and you don't even worry about trying to go to club at the night. I don't need to be up until 4 a.m. watching some DJ I don't know. I am going to either – I can do one or the other. I can go to a club during the day or I can go to a club at night. I'm not doing a doubleheader anymore. But that feeling, people are like, oh, you're going to feel awful in Vegas. You get the full day activity. You lay down in bed. You're done. You sleep like 12 hours. You wake up the next day feeling like a million bucks. I've done that a bunch of times. And everybody else is waking up totally dead because they were out till 4 a.m. Well, not only is Brady day drinking as a dad of three, but he's day drinking with guys that are literally like 15 <laughs> years younger point. than him. 
So he's a little bit out of his weight class as far as the drinking and all that is concerned. No doubt. And also, we know that Brady is super healthy. So how often does he even drink like any beers, right? I'm sure there's some alcohol concoction that he's occasionally samples that has like no uh, no negative side effects from an aging perspective. It's like all the girls out there who drink vodka water, you know, because it's like the least calories they can possibly consume. Uh, have you noticed that there's a ton of vodka water girls out there? Uh, Brady's probably got some, you know, European chilled, uh, whatever the, the liqueur is that doesn't actually age him at all, but that's not beer. Uh, all right. When we come back, uh, we are going to talk about the ridiculousness in the NBA in particular, the decision to shut down the, uh, the anthem and then the decision to bring the anthem back, all that and more. We'll also talk with Shannon Spake. This is Outkick on Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, oh, Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.